welcome to Spawn, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. I'm Liz Gumbiner. We're the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com. And on today's episode of Spawn, we are talking about how to survive these last few weeks of school. The end is almost here. <sighs> I can feel it. I can feel it, Liz. We're going to make it through. And as always, we will close out our show with our cool picks of the week. But first, this episode of Spawn is brought to you by Carol, the beautiful premium dolls celebrating their 40th anniversary this year. Each one is designed in France to have the perfect look, size, and feel for kids at every age and stage. And everyone loves that light scent of vanilla. To find out what's new and cool from Carol, Visit your neighborhood toy store or hop on Amazon.com slash Carole, that's C-O-R-O-L-L-E, for more info. So Liz, I know that your girls, good old New York City for you, they're in school till the end of June. Yeah, My kids yeah. are in school till the middle of June. Yeah, I think June 26th we are out. Okay. Some of our writers who are down south, they're out like now. I know. <laughs> they're, like, they're in there like last week's in May. When I lived in Atlanta and Mississippi, the kids were out like it was college. They were out at the beginning of May. So Unbelievable. Yeah. So, But nope, my kids are out the 26th, but because Thalia is graduating eighth grade, no more middle school for her, it's like senior slump for them because they went through the hell of the high school application process and they, they do have to take the regents exams. But besides that, they're like the kids are totally unfocused and it's pretty funny right now. So they're a little overwhelmed with, you know, the test prep, the after school activities, all the plays coming up. And now I'm overwhelmed with all of it too. Well, I don't think you're the only one. I know I feel the same way. And it's funny. We have a Facebook group for our elementary school and our elementary school is K through six. And someone posted a calendar. I believe it was for the third grade classes. And every single day, Liz, was marked with some sort of day. I put in quotes, PJ day, happy banana day. I don't know. I'm making these up. I mean, (laughs) isn't that like what every parent dreads? It's like, please, can we not make it even more complicated? I know the poor teachers are like, what else can we do with these kids? That's it. That's it. They know that like they're having senioritis, like my kids, the the teachers themselves are having senioritis. Everyone kind of is like, "Eh, we're kind of done with the curriculum. So let's just like spend three hours taking you know, pictures and PJs and doing silly PJ dances. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. But like, then the parents are like, oh God, one more thing on my calendar. I have to remember the PJs and it's not the right PJs. And she doesn't want pink anymore, even though that's all we have. And yeah, it's like, I feel like everything is a thing right now. Do yes. you feel that way too? I do. And you know, I know your kids are more theater than sports. They're but all theater and no sports, <laughs> to be clear. They're all theater and no sports. We're mostly sports, some theater and music and all the spring sports sports generally end right around this month. So there's all these tournaments and games and extra practices. And it's been rainy down where we are. I know we're not that far apart. And so they've had to cancel. So they're all trying to do makeups. All the parents are waving their hands. No makeups. No, we're good. Oh my gosh. I mean, we have a similar thing with theater because Sage is in her school play. So here's the mom bag. She gets to play Little Red in Into the Woods. Last year, Thalia was Little Red Into the Woods. And two years ago, they were both in Into the Woods as different characters. So this is my third year of Into the Woods. Yay. So Sage has got that. Thalia is playing 
in Annie and Annie and her school production. I'm looking forward to the red wig. Let oh, me tell you. Oh, that's exciting. And then they're both in a production of Freaky Friday the Musical through their theater company in Manhattan. So we've got three different shows coming Crazy. up within like two weeks. They even overlap a little bit. It's insane. Like the rehearsals, the tech rehearsals. Like right now, they had to go to rehearsal after school today from like 5.30 to 9 p.m. Yep. on a weekday. So it's getting like pretty crazy. They don't have to be outdoors like your kids. Yeah, well, they're still out of the and house. And I don't have to do as much laundry. You're still chauffeuring <laughs> them or like keeping track of them on the subway. So we put together a bunch of things that have worked for us or that we're trying this year to try to make it a little easier to make it through these final weeks or month or few days, depending on where you live. And I have to say, I was looking through our list and I think they're going to be really helpful. And certainly if folks have ideas, you know, you can always get a hold of us. Drop us an email, tweet us, let us know what your ideas are. We're all in this together. For sure. I mean, my number one thing, and you know, I've gotten much better at that, is I have to write things now as soon as they come up. Yes. So the second I get an email from a teacher who's like, the new science regions after school tutoring is going to be every Wednesday and Friday, except for this one particular Friday, and that will be a Tuesday. I literally go immediately to my calendar before I do anything else with that email, and I make sure everything is in there before I delete the email. Yes. So that's that's the only way I can keep track of things, because if I go, oh, I'll come back to this later, I won't, and I'll forget something, and I'll be a mess. So I find that actually helps decrease stress a lot, is to just put it in the calendar the second you learn about it. Absolutely. I mean, I live by my calendar. I have calendar notifications. In fact, I have missed things because for whatever reason, my Google calendar had not synced properly and it was very upsetting. So one thing I always make sure to do is I actually set multiple Google calendar notifications so that I remember. You're anal. Yeah, I am. (laughs) Because, you know, four kids and sometimes I just don't remember that it's reading Olympics on Wednesdays. It's 7.45, you know, when they don't have to be at school until 8.30. So I think those notifications, and here's the thing, even if it's, you know, 15 or 20 minutes before, my thing is at least I'm just a little late and I didn't forget it completely. Small wins. Small, Small wins, Kristen. wins. Now, you're adding your kids to your calendar, which, yeah. oh my gosh. So this year, I decided, why am I the keeper of all the things? I don't know. Exactly. And I was like, you guys are old enough to get in the subway and go to school by yourself. Remember your whole mark. You are old enough to manage your calendar. So it's so easy. I just use iCal on my Mac and my iPhone. And since we're all iPhone people, it's pretty easy as well. So whenever I put an event in the calendar, if it's a family event or if it's a kid event, I add them to it by email as an invitee. And that way, when they're like, Mom, what time is practice after school? I can be like, check your calendar. It's awesome. It works really well. (laughs) Okay, now you got them set up on their calendars on their phones. Is that what you did? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it comes with your phone. It's like, you know, they don't use the Stocks app, but they could certainly use the iCal app that comes with the phone. That's great. Now, see, we're iPhone people, but we use Google Calendar. So my kids would need to get that app. But using iCal just for that reason, even if I don't necessarily use it solely myself, but just to give them those reminders might make me become a dual calendar family. (laughs) Actually, I use both. Like, it's very easy to link up your Gmail calendar to your iCalendar. It just appears as almost like another category. So all my stuff is in there because I know through our website, we use Google Calendar a lot. So I have it all in one place. Well, I love the idea of empowering your kids. You've got a now 12-year-old. That's crazy. And an almost 14-year-old. They're old enough. 
I know. And like, here's the thing. I say this to all parents. If your kids are old enough to be responsible with the phone, they can be responsible enough to look at their own calendar and be like, oh, this thing is this day. I think. Amen. I'm 100% with you. And I've been doing a lot of reading when it comes to empowering tweens and teens. And they all agree with you. So the experts say unanimously, Liz, or at least the experts I've been reading that that's a good idea. <laughs> once in a while, we have a good one. What do they say? Even a blind squirrel gets a nut once in a while. <laughs> yeah. All right. Can you tell me a little bit about how you going to bed early and not binge watching and waking up early came about? Like, how did this happen? Of all the people, I am surprised that you were the one to adopt this very I healthy know. habit. You were like, what? I <laughs> like, know. Liz, you did something healthy that I didn't. So, okay, well, I told you at the beginning of the year that my word this year was me. Yes. And that that applies in a lot of very positive ways. And so one of the things I realized is that I am tired all the time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And partly that's because sometimes me means, okay, kids, go to sleep because I need to catch up on like six episodes of Peaky Blinders or whatever. (laughs) And then it's 1.30 and we're going, just one more episode. You know, it was bad. Like, I was pretty tired. Yeah. But there was something about spring and the earlier sunrise and I'm waking up earlier that I feel I have more energy in the mornings and I wanted to be able to take advantage of that. So I noticed on the Calm app, which I have talked about a lot, I recommend it all the time. God, they should be a sponsor on the show because I'm like, Calm app. I tell everybody I know. Anyway, they have this uh, like bedtime alert now that you can set. So I set it for 1030 and I get just this sweet little like alert. This notification pops up on my phone that says 1030 time to start winding down to get a good night's sleep. It's very chill. It's got even got the little sleeping emoji dude with the Z's. <laughs> That's so funny. I know. And so what I decided to do was just do it. Right. So that little thing comes up and I look at the TV and I'm like, oh, what? And I'm like, nope. And I just shut it off. And here's the other thing that's cool is if I still feel like, okay, I need 15 more minutes to wind down or get ready for bed, I'm not putting on a show, which then has me watching for a half an hour or an hour. I'm like more likely to open a book or listen to a sleep story on the app or something to just kind of calm me down. So it's a little less TV, which is sad because, you know, I'm entertainment junkie. But on the other hand, I am getting more sleep. I'm waking up earlier and I'm feeling better. And in turn, that means I can like be more organized. I can get ahead of my kid's day in the morning to get back to the subject. I can make them smoothies. I can like help make sure backpacks are packed and permission slips are signed. Like it's really helped me in ways that I hadn't expected. In fact, I wrote a whole post about it on Cool Mom Picks, what happened when I started going to bed early and stopped binge watching for a month. That's amazing. I mean, I never regret waking up early when I can get myself up to do it. I get so much done. The house is quiet. My issue when I was doing it more than I am now is that I have many dogs. And so what would happen is I would try to like sneak awake and then they would all wake up and then I'm like, okay, now I'm walking the dogs essentially, (laughs) which I'm like, (laughs) wait, this is not why I was waking up early. But everything I've read says that we're all not getting enough sleep and that sleep is so essential for our physical and mental health. So I'm very proud of you, Liz. I think that's awesome. Well, you know, it's partly just the season as well. I mean, I don't want to take full credit 
try to like, I'm like, okay, as long as I'm waking up at 6 a.m. anyway with the sun, I need to make myself go to sleep earlier because the 12 to 6 a.m. thing was not cutting it for me. And I've always needed like eight or more hours of sleep. I'm just that kind of person. Although as a parent, you know, we put that aside for many years. And I understand that like a lot of parents can't do that just yet. They've got babies waking up early and so forth. But on the other hand, if you've got babies waking up early, you're not so worried about the end of the school year issues. (laughs) That's true. That is true. So I don't know about you, but I feel like this time of year is when you get an influx of papers. Yep. So many papers. There's field trip papers and things to sign, and it's overwhelming, and it makes me nuts, quite frankly, because I feel like at some point, will we all be digital? Like, why are we still handing in papers? I guess they need to make sure that the parents see it. But for us, I don't know what you do in your house, but I actually have a spot that the kids can go to, and it's not by child. I don't care who it is. Just anything that I need to look at and sign, put in this little bin for me, and then I can do what I need to do with it. Um, I love when I get electronic forms to sign because I use Hello Sign to do all of those. It's my favorite hack. Yes. In fact, sometimes my kids take home a permission slip and then they send us the digital one, which just feels kind of like a waste of paper to me. I would be just as happy to have the digital one. I can sign it electronically and then I can just send it right back to them or download or whatever I need. I mean, it's really, it makes things so easy. Yeah, it does. And we've used Hello Sign back when they were just Hello Facts. Yes. It was ages ago. They're our favorite. Not a sponsor, just someone we use. Like I pretty much use them at least once a week. Yeah, so. hellosign.com, <laughs> yes. S-I-G-N. Like if you've ever wondered how people are sending you electronic stuff and signing it and asking for your signature, it's that. Hello <laughs> it's very easy. So now, is it different for you because you've got two kids in middle school when it comes to like class mom stuff? Do they do that anymore? Are you done with all of no, that? No, no, oh, not okay. yet. I don't know what'll happen with high school next year, but for right now, nope. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. There's more like a grade mom. Gotcha. Oh, okay. That makes <laughs> sense. I don't know that we have a, cl- God, do we even have a class mom? <laughs> I'm so sorry to anyone in stage of school if you're the class mom and you're listening because I don't know about you, but I'm sure you're doing a great job. Oh, shoot. I feel like I really don't know. But I know we have an amazing, like, kind of grade-wide mom who takes responsibility because Thalia's grade in eighth grade is only like 100 kids or so. So it's it's almost like a very large class. <laughs> She's pretty good at kind of getting the word out. And she was the first one who got me onto Venmo, which was the best oh, because, yes. like, collecting cash for gifts and writing checks and all these, like, crazy things that we used to have to do back at preschool days was a nightmare. Uh, it's a nightmare. I just it's a nightmare. And like Venmo or PayPal or Zelle or just anything. I just want to do everything electronically these days. I know. I mean, four kids and trying to collect and like we do teacher gifts and then the class does gifts and then the class mom needs stuff. I've got three kids in elementary school, one in high school who I don't worry about, but the three in elementary school, it's crazy. Now, I always joke and say that my husband is the fancy pretend millennial because he has Venmo and I don't Venmo just yet, but I I'm, love Venmo. Wait, what? You're not doing it? I'm a late adopter. I don't know. I just haven't I done adopted it, it late-ish because Lolly was taking all these crazy like acting coaching lessons and, that's and stuff how they for high be schools paid. and they want to be paid yes. with Venmo because yes. they're all millennials. Yes. So I had to jump on <laughs> in just like 
like your husband and get with the Venmo program. You know what? It's great. I really like it. And I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of some PayPal, you know, issues and policies and stuff. So I feel good about Venmo. It's very easy to use also. Yeah, I love that option. I just have my husband Venmo for me at this point. I feel very, (laughs) it's very 1950s meets 2019. Honey, could you Venmo for me? You run a tax (laughs) site. You need to be on Venmo. (laughs) All right. All right. I'll do it right now. I'll send you like $5 to get started. Oh, <laughs> a little incentive. All right. So you've got here delegate, which I love because we can't do it all. And we're both very fortunate to have super involved partners in our lives who really help and make it easier. But how do you delegate beyond those people? Is that what you're talking about? Like, do you have a village that you tap into? I do. And I have to give the kids more responsibilities. My partner is amazing at like picking up responsibilities, but he's been um, traveling a lot. For the last few months, he has not been with us, so I've been single momming entirely. And so I have no choice. I have to have the kids do more stuff or I just can't get everything done. Because here's the thing, as much as we're grappling with all of these end of the school year challenges and activities, we've also got a business to run and our own work stuff and our own personal schedules and social calendars. And now it's spring, right? So all the big press events are coming out in New York for all the publishers. And there's like a lot going on. So if I don't say to the kids, no, you refill your Metro card or no, you go out and get the orange juice since we're out, (laughs) like either it won't get done or I'll get resentful. And so I'd rather them do it. And then I'm not resentful and everybody's happy. I agree with you. I think it's great to empower kids. And I think sometimes it's hard to do that. I remember when KJ Delantonia, who is the author of How to Be a Happier Parent, she was on talking about getting kids to do chores. And it's not fun. Nobody wants to do chores. Nobody wants to remind mind your kids to do chores, but that's just part of the job. And I think sometimes we're like, oh, we'll just do it ourselves. It's easier. But you know what? It's good for them to do those things. So, you know what? I have her advice from our podcast in my head. In fact, every time I'm telling the kids, unload the dishwasher. And even if I've had to tell them three times, like there's times that I'm like, okay, I'll just do it. And I stop myself and I think about KJ. KJ, thank you. (laughs) And I'm like, do it now. Yes. And then they're like, you know, they're usually pretty good, but sometimes they're like grumpy. They don't want to do it. They have other stuff going on too. But then I realize I'm happier. And when I'm happier, everybody's happier. Happy mom, happy kids. Yes. There's a (laughs) saying about that. Okay. So let's talk about school lunches because right now they're the complete bane of my existence. So much so that I kind of had a breakdown over the weekend and it was like, I'm making breakfast. I'm making lunch. Like I was just doing so much in the morning. And my husband was like, Well, let me help you. So he's been making the lunches, which is great because also it deflects all the anger about the kids' lunches. (laughs) Like they can be mad at him if they don't like the lunch and not me. (laughs) But I have to say, I know I'm not the only mom or parent out there who is like, oh my gosh, I cannot make another school lunch. Yeah. I mean, we've (sighs) had tons of tips on Cool Mom Eats about how to set up your fridge and your pantry so that your kids can be more responsible and autonomous. I mean, even like five and six-year-olds can be grabbing the apple out of the fruit bin. I have it a little easier. My kids have out lunch. And so basically they have a choice. They can make their own lunch or they can spend their own allowance on lunch, going out with their friends or a combination of both. But either way, I'm not involved. And that's a good thing about having middle schoolers. That sounds dreamy. That sounds I mean, I do have to make sure we have food in the house that they can actually concoct into a school lunch. But yeah, they're pretty much on their own now for that. And it's, uh, you know, 
know, I'm lucky in that sense. I'm sorry that you had a breakdown. Uh, you know week. what? I, I know about right. school lunches. May we all be so lucky that we're having breakdowns about school lunches. I'll just no, put that out what? there. But I just read this quote yeah. yesterday. I'm sure it was about something more intense than this, but it was like, just because someone isn't a body cast doesn't mean your broken arm isn't allowed to hurt. Yes. Oh, I Everybody like is allowed to have their own challenges and things that make them break down and breaking points. And you know what? We're like all parents. We're all doing the best we can. It was my moment. Our, all of our struggles are legit. Well, we have the kids make a list of what they will eat. It's like... <laughs> we would have a very short list. Yeah, you would have a shorter <laughs> list than I would have. You would have like... And you have four kids. <laughs> you, you don't even need a list because you know in your head. But my kids will eat a variety of things and it's always ever-changing. And I think we've talked about this many times about how kids' palates change and they like something one day and they don't. You know, when we had our guest on Jackie Lomenzo talking about picky eaters. So I have them make a list and then this way... When they're like, eh, I didn't want that, then you can be like, feel free to pack your lunch. I pulled from your list. And next time, just cross it off the list if you don't like it. Yes. We also have gotten a lot more um, anal about the grocery list this year. That was part of my kind of delegate more thing. Like this morning, Sage was like, we're out of milk. I was like, well, did you write it on the list? And she's like, no. I'm like, that's why we're out of milk. (laughs) So like then they can either run to the store, which is the benefit of being in New York City. Also, they can just literally walk like 75 yards and get some milk. Still, Or, you know, I can try to remember to pick it up on my way home from work. But if it's not on the list, I'm not going to remember to do it. So they forget to put milk on the list a couple times and they're unhappy. Guess what? They don't forget the next time. (laughs) That's awesome. And they're learning from their own mistakes, which is part of life. Exactly. Okay, so I have been trying to actively under schedule myself Mm. this time of year because I know how crazy it's going to be. So I have to be honest. Do you mean with like personal, like personal stuff? Just like overall, like people will be like, hey, we're having this together. Like we're having this gathering or like, can you do this? Or this is happening. Like, can you come out? And I, I'm not really a yes person. I actually tend to be more of a no person, but I'm an extra no person this time of year because I just don't want to overcommit myself with what I know is going to be an extremely hectic next three or four weeks. So yeah. I don't know about you, but that's something that I very consciously do is say no a lot more than I might. But it's not like, you know, for instance, school needs volunteers for the sixth grade social or whatever. Will I volunteer? No. Will I send, you know, I'm the water bottle mom. Will I send water bottles and napkins? Absolutely. <laughs> I know we've had the debate about this because you're like, oh, the water bottles are the easiest. I'm like, I have to carry that stuff. So like, like you- a giant, you know, thing of water bottles. For me, napkins or napkins. paper plates. Yes, you're or, the napkin you know, mom. I'm the water I'm the bottle mom. mom. So there are ways to get around it so that you're not feeling like you're saying no and cutting yourself off. But I think it's really important to just take stock and know that this time of year is going to be extra crazy. Don't add to the craziness by overscheduling yourself. Underschedule yourself. You can always add things in if you feel like you have extra time, but I always feel like it's hard. I don't want to be the person who is always like, oh, sorry, like, I don't know, I got to cancel. You know, like, I, I just don't want to be yeah. that person. So I would rather Do you feel just... guilty, though? Because I, like, to some extent, first of all, I'm so grateful to the parents and their moms and dads in our school who, like, kind of volunteer for everything so and do everything much. and run everything. I'm so, so grateful. Much. And they're often 
they don't have jobs outside the homes. Right. And so they're able to do that. And I think it's amazing. It is. But I kind of feel a little guilty, too, that I'm like, oh, I'm always the one saying no and turning it down. Like, do you have, like, that mom guilt? Remember we had that great podcast about confessions of a class mom? Yes. You know what? I don't feel guilty unless my kids say something. So if my kids are like, you never come in. Are you ever going to come into my classroom this year? Then I feel terrible. Oh. But if, oh, if my kids don't say anything, I'm perfectly fine because I feel like every time I go to the Sign Up Genius, there are rarely ever any spots open to do everything. There are parents that are just so active and that's awesome. I really appreciate them. And you know what? If my kids don't say anything, I'm fine. But if my kids do, then I do feel guilty. I will be honest. I feel guilty right now because Sage had asked me in the beginning of the year if I would come in during career week. And I was like, of course I will. What do you want me to talk about? I do like 80 things. Do you want to talk about podcasting or writing or publishing a blog or social media? What do you want me to talk about? And she's like, I don't know. Just come in. I was like, okay. And then, of course, last week when they were like, come on in for career day, I was like, "Mm." like you, I thought this is going to be bad because I will commit to it and then it'll turn out it's a crazy time and I won't be able to make it and I'll be all stressed out. And so I didn't. And she was feeling a little sad and I I felt bad. So I'm going to try to commit to doing it next year and just making sure that I clear that day in advance. Well, you know, that's we're doing our best. We're doing our best. Exactly. I'm like, if you ever want to have a few friends come over, I can talk to them about podcasting. There you go. Serve cookies. Podcasts and cookies. Bring the kids to our house. That's how I look at it. I love that. That's (laughs) awesome. Okay, so last one here I want to talk about because this is super important. You're going to be stressed. It's a little crazy. Make sure you're taking time for yourself, whatever that might be, whether it's just turning off your phone and watching a show if you're Liz that would be in the middle of the day and not at night. Or, you know, 9 p.m. We're still watching you know, okay. Game of Thrones all right, and all right. Billions. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yes, me time is important. In fact, Sage and I had mom and me pedicures for her birthday this week. Oh, fun. And you know what? Just having like 40 minutes together chilling out was like a really nice, like we just kind of held hands and sat there and looked at our toes and it was really nice. You know, I joined a spa here that's run by a mom. It's called Primp and Play. I know. I should give a little shout out to her. And she has a spa membership where you can join. You pay either monthly or for the year and you get one massage a month and you get discounts on some of the activities they offer. And it's a cool place because you can bring your kids. Your kids can actually stay and do an art class or some kind of activity. Or if it's your kid, the kid can teach the art Yes, that's true. If it is Margot, you can teach a class. Margot is teaching hair braiding. My God, the girl is going to be like a superstar entrepreneur by the time she's like 15. So I kind of splurged on this. It was actually more affordable than all the other spas in my area. And so now I kind of forced myself because I paid for it. I actually put it on my credit card. So I know that I'm paying for it and it forces me to schedule the appointment. And I'm so glad that I did it because now I'm guaranteed a massage every month. And quite honestly, if like... I gave up Starbucks. I like stopped my little sad decaf Americanos. That's what I'm drinking these days. Like that's sad. Like you don't need to be spending $3.36 on a decaf. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll be the first one to admit that. But like, if you save up all those dollars, that's a massage every month. So, you know, that's my me time. And you know, it doesn't just have to be spa stuff either. Like we talked about the importance of girlfriends and a night out with friends is great. I've been doing movies and theater more. So like we'll do, you know, I love Alamo Draft House and with the reserved seatings and they serve you food and drinks while you're watching. So we get the same thing, tickets in advance and then it's scheduled in. Or John and I just saw Hades Town last night on Broadway, which just is like nominated for a zillion times. It was so good. Same thing. Like I knew if I like plonked on the money. Yep. And commit to it, I will go. And so, yeah, a few of those are really good. Meanwhile, let's just say, get your tickets to Hades Town now. I got ours for July, and I was like, oh, these are basically regularly priced. Yeah. I'm so used to Hamilton prices that I was like, <laughs> oh, I can afford to take more than just one child. Exactly. <laughs> Check out my post on Cool Mom Picks. We mentioned it, but it's about um, the best shows on Broadway to take your family to right now. If you guys are going to be in the New York City area, I kind of ran through all the stuff that we've seen in the last year or so and the best stuff for you and for families and hey you can also hit me up on social media if you need any recommendations I like that I've become kind of like the walking Broadway Zagat guide for all my friends <laughs> they want to know well, what to see and our astrologist Mimi Trong would say that that fits your personality for exactly. you to be the Zagat so how great to be the Zagat of Broadway <laughs> I'm a giver and I want to share my Broadway experiences and that helps me fulfill my destiny as a Virgo or something like that <laughs> to listen to that one again. All right. Well, listen, we're going to link up our advice, any links that we talked about now and after this in our Cool Picks of the Week, of course, over on our podcast page. So you can head over there and we will be right back with our Cool Picks of the Week after this. So Kristen, as our listeners know, we love, love, love when our sponsors are the stuff that we've been fond of for years and years before they were sponsors. And that is the case with Carole. I have so many pictures of my children as babies playing with Carole baby dolls. And I know you do too. I know. And I can't believe that they are celebrating their 40th anniversary. That's amazing. We we just wrote about them on Cool Mom Picks. And actually, our own writers shared photos of them with dolls when they were little, which is so crazy. Those photos are the cutest thing. I keep going back to that post and looking at like our editor, Kate, with her little doctor glasses on. (laughs) I know, and her red hair. (laughs) So the reason they're celebrating their 40th anniversary is because they are really good dolls. And if they weren't, they probably wouldn't have lasted for 40 years, right? That (laughs) is true. They are designed in France. They are absolutely perfect and realistic and adorable. And they're cuddly for little kids. I love that they have all different ethnicities and skin colors and genders because, you know, we love having little boy dolls also. They're just so cute. Like for every stage, they have ones for newborns. They have ones for, you know, when kids are old enough to dress up their dolls and play with them. And dolls have so many important developmental benefits. And that's why we've always encouraged baby dolls for both boys and girls. Boys love nurturing and cuddling and being kind as well. And, you know, they're doing something super fun for their 40th anniversary. They're actually hosting a fantastic contest with us. And yeah, so they're asking folks to share a photo of their own first doll or favorite stuffed animal, whether it was yours, like our editors and contributors have done on the post we have on Cool Mom Picks, or it can be your own kids with their first dolls or favorite stuffed animal. And when you do that, there's a couple other things like easy things, right, Liz? Just follow us and them on Instagram and use the hashtag Carole turns 40. 
40, check this out. The first 40 people to do this, they're going to get a Carole doll. But even better, I think this is even better, Carole is going to donate a doll to a wonderful family-run nonprofit called the Fiaria Project. And they help create and gift transition kits for foster kids. So when foster kids are being placed in their homes, oftentimes they have literally nothing. They have absolutely nothing that is theirs. And so this charity puts together backpacks with clothing and essentials. And thanks to Carole, a doll that they can take with them. And you know what, Liz, I talked to the founder, Alexis, of the Fiaria Project. Yeah, because they're in Pennsylvania. Yeah, they're near me. And it turns out that a lot of these kids have never, ever had anything new, number one, nothing new, and number two, no toy or doll or anything that's actually theirs. I know. Well, then you're doing a really great thing by sharing a photo of any doll at all, sharing a story. I showed the picture of Thalia dancing in the Nutcracker, which was so cute, holding a Corolla doll. It was her favorite. And just by doing that, you can help donate a doll to a kid in need and win one for yourself or someone in your life or, hey, you know, donate it back to Fiaria also if you want. Yeah, so we're going to link up our post, which has all those details, all the nitty-gritty details. It's really easy to enter. So make sure you go to our podcast page. And also, of course, if you want to find a Corolla doll, you can go to Amazon.com slash Carole. It's C-O-R-O-L-L-E. Or you know what? Head to your favorite neighborhood toy store. You know, we love supporting indie toy stores. Yay, neighborhood to toy stores. To find a Carole doll. Yes, yay. All right, Liz. It's time for... Cool Picks of the Week. Cool Picks of the Week. And, ooh, what are you talking about today? Ooh, okay. This is a brand new find. Mm. I don't know why I haven't found it before. So I have a friend. Hey, Leslie. <laughs> and she is holed up out of state at her parents' house for a little because she's got some medical stuff going on. And so some friends and I wanted to get together and pool some money and get her kind of like a pampering spa kit, gift basket, something like that. And I have to tell you, we have done so many things like that on our site. And I couldn't find the right thing for her because they were either subscription boxes that go out, you know, three weeks from now, or you couldn't customize them, or they had something in it that wasn't right for her. And I was so frustrated. I was like, okay, I'm ready to like create my own site where you can just pick from all these cool (laughs) things and make your own gift basket. Well, guess what? I found it. I found the site. It's called Knack. It's knackshops.com. They have amazing gift boxes like gourmet, spa, travel, baby, but you can also customize them. So you can do, like, if you have a friend having a baby, you can put together, take the baby one, but you could also add in, like, coffee and an eye mask and, like, a funny candle or something. I love the site. I'm so happy to find it. And then on Instagram, I found them, and they were like, thank you for following. Oh, we're a small so nice. women-run company. Yeah. We're a small business, and thank you for your support. So I have to give them a shout-out. I know that this gift basket is going to be perfect. And plus, I think our podcast will be up after she receives it, so I won't be spoiling anything. <laughs> oh, well, that's perfect. Good for you. Yeah, now yeah. we know. We've got to get this podcast up on okay. Really nice gift baskets. I'm psyched to have found them. Awesome. How about you? What's your cool pick this week? Well, I'm actually picking a book this week, and I have to say I'm being a little self-promotional here because I want to talk oh, yeah. about our awesome book club because this is our first book club Ooh, book. It is yeah. so good, Liz. It's Under Pressure by Dr. Lisa Damore. Her first book was Untangled, and it was a New York Times bestseller. It is my new parenting Bible. So when I saw Under Pressure, I'm like, we have to read this first. It is 
amazing. If you have teenage girls, if you have tween girls, if you will have teen girls in your future, this is the book to read. She taps into her personal experience as a psychologist at a girls' school. She's also a parent of two girls. And her approach to teenagers is very refreshing. It's kind of like what you heard on our podcast with Dr. Ken Ginsberg. It's very empowering. Mm. It's very supportive. It's very positive. I know you talk about it nonstop. I talk so about it nonstop. Clearly, it's really impacted you and you feel like you've gotten a lot out of I it. I have. So I can't recommend it anymore. And listen, we're going to be reading parenting books through our book club all year long. And it's funny. I know some people were like, I didn't get to read it yet. That's okay. This is like the Liz Gumbiner style book club that yeah. I always wanted to do where you don't even have to read the book to get together with friends and talk about the topic. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like, I couldn't think of a better book club for parents. Like people are like, oh, I only read one chapter. I'm like, yeah, great. That's that's awesome. Join us. <laughs> I know. It's so easy. It's so low key. And I've been telling people, it doesn't matter. Just come get the crib notes. I'm happy to tell you about the book. We're doing the work for you. So if you go to Cool Mom Picks, you can't miss it. You're going to see the big graphic in our sidebar. It's going to say book club. We're going to do a new book every few weeks or so. So you can just pop in, pop out. But I have to say this one I'm highly recommending. Good. Yes. Thank you. That's a great pick. And I hope our listeners will join us for the book club because I think it'll be fun. And hey, if you miss it live, it'll still be archived on our Cool Mom Picks Facebook page. So you can check out the discussion and, you know, just talk back to your screen. We'll just like <laughs> pretend you're there live. <laughs> well, and you know what? I feel like we've been having a lot of fun sharing different podcasts for folks. I hope you listeners are finding some new interesting podcasts to subscribe to and listen to. So our cool podcast of the week is called Didn't I Just Feed You, which is all about feeding families, even for parents who hate to cook. And the hosts are Stacey Billis, who you know well from Cool Mom Eats, and she's actually been a guest on Spawn, and her co-host, Megan Splawn, which, hey, wait a second, Splawn, Spawn? <laughs> it's a match made in linguistic heaven. Yeah. She's from The Kitchen, another site that we love. And every week, they get real about feeding kids, tweens, and teens with helpful tips and tricks like, Liz, how to turn nachos into family dinner? Mm -hmm. I already do that. Oh. Cheese, chips, microwave, dinner. Guacamole, <laughs> if you're one a vegetable. <laughs> exactly. I can make all of those things. I love that. Yeah, no, it's a really good podcast. It's very, like, casual and funny and charming. And I think people who like this would like that as well. Oh, and I love they have guests from the Food Network to, yeah. you know, everyday moms. So if you need inspiration in the cooking department in your house, you're going to love this. It's called Didn't I Just Feed You? You can download it on iTunes or anywhere where you listen to your podcast. And of course, you know, we got to do a plug for Recipe Rescue, right? We've got over 3,000 parents now in our Recipe Rescue Facebook group. So if you need advice, you want someone to commiserate with when it comes to cooking, head over there. We'll link all of these things. That up. is a hopping group, by the way. It and it's is. not just about cooking. People are no. like, I have this one spice. What should I do with it? Or <laughs> you were asking about like a later onset gluten intolerance and what can yes. you eat? And people have just general food questions about recalls or what can I feed my baby it's really or helpful. I need a romantic dinner for two idea because my kids are away like it's really good I love it in there yeah it's really fun and you just never know what you're going to get over there so make sure you're a <laughs> member we will link all of these things up over on our podcast page well that's it thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Spawned I'm glad to be back with Kristen this week and hey huge thanks to our engineer John Bowen who always makes us sound so pro all right Liz spill the beans did you get a tan 
That's what we really want to know. <gasps> yes, I did. Okay. I got a tan. I actually got a little too much tan, which I <laughs> try not to do generally. But yeah, I'll I'll be writing all about my vacation destination soon on Cool Mom Picks. That's awesome. Well, we love hearing from you. We would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can actually do that right now. And you can download or save our episodes. It's great if you happen to be away from Wi-Fi or you want to be able to listen and not use your data. And it actually helps other people find our podcast. And hey, thanks to some of you who have left us recent reviews that are so wonderful. I love the woman who said that she is very picky about podcasts. But within a week, she got through our first 35 podcasts. Oh my gosh. And that she was hooked from episode one. So thank you so much for listening. And, uh, you know, hopefully you get up to this one soon and not like a year from now (laughs) but anyway she's like our new favorite listener of the week that's awesome and make sure that you along with joining our recipe rescue facebook group head over to facebook and join our spawned podcast community you can find it through the link on our podcast page or just search Bond podcast community on Facebook. We would love to have you there. We chat about everything we talk about on our show and anything else you want to chat about. And final thing here, be a good friend. Find one friend this week and tell them about Spawn. Just like we tell you about other podcasts we love. True. You tell your friends about this podcast that you love. And guess what? Everybody's happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for listening to Spawn. This is Liz. This is Kristen. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.